but that will be the first thing that actually starts it. I'm just going to start off like dry into it. You know what I mean? Listening back to the last episode and just other episodes in general, my laugh sounds fucking nuts. Really? You don't like your laugh? Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. I just, I'm like, do I really sound like that? I sound like a. Do you feel like you laugh differently outside of the podcast? I feel like I have different laughs for different situations. I agree. I think I have in the same, I think I'm in the same kind of. I'm in the same boat. I feel like a lot of people have different laughs for different situations. And I feel like you don't really notice it until. You either hear it back or if you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll hear it on a video because you'll be laughing in that or like someone will point it out and then you'll think you're like, oh, yeah, I actually do have a different kind of laugh. But no, um, I actually don't know if I I don't know if I hear a difference. I have to actually pay attention that I have never thought about like, oh, is Kyle's laugh different than his normal laugh? I have to pay attention. Yeah, I think that's my normal. I, I just think I sound insane at times. I'm like, who the fuck is that laughing? Oh, that's me. So <laughs> don't know your own voice, but I wasn't laughing much last night because, you know, the Celtics took the L great Jay- game. That I mean, that was a pretty good game. I was go ahead because I'll talk I'll, forever I was about, about to say it. Jason Tatum coming down the lane, plants his left foot, takes flight in your mind. What's your thought? Like what? What's the outcome? As I'm watching it, I just thought like, oh, shit, he's going to go dunk that. Like I see him going to the rim. And I'm like, all right, he's going. I'm like, oh, he's going real strong. Like, I think I'm thinking he's going to go up for a layup, get fouled, mm-hmm. and he cocks it back. I'm thinking he's going to. I'm thinking this is going to be a fucking nice play. Is what I'm yeah. thinking. And Bam just that's one of the best blocks I've ever seen. Oh, the ball yeah, was basically yeah. in the rim, and his hands bent all the way back, and he still gets his a offhand. All ball. His offhand comes across. He went with his left instead of his right, so he's avoiding the body contact and the foul, but still the strength and the. I love Bam out of bounds. I th- love him. He, um, I wish he was a Celtic. He's my. Fa- I think he's my favorite non-Celtic in the NBA, arguably. Eighty-five percent of the time, Jason Tatum coming down with that kind of head of steam, people knowing that you're only that you're down to, and that would tie the game. People just get out of the way or foul hard mm-hmm. because they're like, okay, there's twelve seconds. There would have been twelve seconds left. We get the ball back, and it's a tied game, or we make him make the free throws at the line. And Bam had other. Bam was like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just let him score, but I'm not gonna foul him. I'm gonna just go up and contest it, and made one of the four greatest defensive plays in basketball I've ever seen. It was. It reminded you. Of you narrowed it down to four that quick. And that I've seen myself. Yeah, there's. I uh, don't really know. No, it was definitely one of the best. Usually, when you see someone like go to cock it back like that, mm-hmm. usually if you're gonna get a block, usually get a piece of it. And you'll hear see it like smack off the rim a little bit, or you can tell that it's been altered. That one mm. he just got clean, and it was at like the very bottom of yeah. him dunking it. And he had I, to come from weak side. Like that was nuts. It was, was crazy, and that's as good of a play as you're gonna see. Yeah, regardless of moment, you know. Oh, you're, so you're. I get why you would say it was top four. Yeah, so. I mean, from what I've <laughs> seen, I mean, obviously, I'm, I haven't seen every single play that's ever happened. Like back in the day, if Will had something crazy or Bill, which they probably did, but. From everything I've seen, I haven't seen much better than that. JaVale McGee had that one with oh, Terrence Ross where yeah. he, he bent him pretty much at the rim when it was yeah. coming down. Yes. Uh, I'm, I liked game one. Game one, game one was very good. Uh, Duncan Robinson didn't shoot all that well. Tyler, but still got the W. Jimmy Butler willed him down the stretch. 
Offensively, Tyler Hero is scared of nobody, and I love every yeah, second. He has no of conscience. It. It's good to have, I mean, especially just, in a young player. I was saying, I believe Marcus Smart had came down and hit a three, and within four seconds, it felt like. And Tyler it was a bad Hero. shot, kind of when I, the one you're talking about with yeah. Hero, he was kind of planted and just threw it up. Yeah, because Kemba came on his left side, and then Kemba kind of sat back a little bit because he's like, "All right, he's not going to shoot this." And Tyler was like, "Oh, you gave me a half an inch of space. Let me shoot it, and nothing but net." And completely changed the complexion because it went from five to two in five seconds. And it was like, okay, now it's just a one possession game again with plenty of time. Yeah, it was a bad loss in the Celtics part. I felt it was a game they had. Yeah, even when Jimmy Butler hit that three to go up one, I think it was like 103, 102. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I had no, like, I didn't straight, like, fear the defense at all. I was like, oh, we're going to go down and score, whatever. Even when you guys went up three at points, like, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, we gave it away. The start like, of the overtime, too, I thought, I was like, ah, oh. Jason Tatum, obviously, I thought he should have attacked on the first shot. I mean, mm-hmm. he got open, he got an open look and almost hit Come it. About the end of regulation? End of regulation. He thought he should have attacked on that, but. Yeah. And just, I mean, that's he can shoot mid-range jump shots over anybody, and I thought just settling for that kind of three, not, because like, it wasn't like in Luka's situation where he only had three seconds. Yeah. So you had to take like two dribbles step back. We've. I we've, thought he could have got a better shot off there, personally. For sure. We've had success on ISOs with Jason Tatum at the end of games. Mm. Sure. But not only that play, but the play before that, I believe. Kemba. Yeah, before the Heat had it up. Kemba was bleeding the clock down. And it was one of those situations where it's like 16 on the clock, yep. 8 on the shot clock. Yep. He bleeds it all the way down, ISO, a lot like Tatum's last play. Mm-hmm. And... Just gets the rim, pump fakes, and gets up a bad shot. Like, that's a terrible possession. And yeah. then you follow that up with Tatum again bleeding down the clock to take a step back. 26-footer, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uncharacteristic because usually Stevens would at least call something out if you had that much time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they got to do better. That's uncharacteristic and lazy. And you can't be down to a good team like the Heat going 1-0. I think we're okay. I, there's a, some Celtics fans who are being real dramatic, whether yep. it's the media or on Twitter. And... uh I'm not too worried about tomorrow's I'm, game. I was gonna say I'm, but, I'm a Heat fan. It's like, it's not a must win, but it's like a. I completely thought we were gonna win that game the whole way. Like I, I, I expected it to be us, and then Heat coming back and winning tomorrow. Mm, but I was, especially how the game went. The Celtics felt like they had control for eighty-five percent of the game. They get up by eight. I'd or say 10. ninety-five. They get up by eight or ten, and then the Heat would get it down to four. Kept doing that, and then they actually tied it. Got ahead. We locked Jimmy up most of the game. Yeah, and then just fourth quarter and overtime, he did what he does and not afraid of any moment. That three in the corner was cold-blooded. It's just the, obviously not that the Heat are just not going to obviously go away easy. You're going to have to put them away. And that was a game that the Celtics needed to put them away, and they did not. That's for sure. And then game seven, <laughs> which I don't know how we didn't lead with that. but <laughs> I, I, was... I mean, you're Celtics fan. I'm a Heat fan. We're going to lead with that, but... <laughs> Clippers, the Clipper curse is real. That's all I gotta say. Oh, that was that Clippers was one curse of the funniest games I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Let me tell you something: the Kardashian curse is real. The Clipper curse is real. Clippers having it was the Drake curse, but that broke. There was a yeah. Drake curse for a while, but Kawhi broke that. You thought he could break the Clipper curse, but <laughs> look, you've heard of streaks like the like the Cubs famously didn't win the World Series for 108 years. Red Sox was like 90, something like 
there for a while. And you got other wild streaks. The Clippers haven't even made it to the second out of the second round to the conference finals in their fifty year history. That's insane. They are truly a cursed franchise. If you know, if you, do your research on the Clippers on what they were before they were the Clippers, and then obviously their tenure in L. A. from I believe it'd be the eighties till now. Obviously mm-hmm. with the whole Donald Sterling thing, but. Lee, you got to find out what culminates up to what happened with Donald Sterling at the end. Because it was all some wild shit. And you'll figure out why they're the basement to the Lakers' heaven, <laughs> basically. Like, the, no joke, it's heaven and hell. Oh, and it'll always be a Lakers town, and that's exactly why last of night. Of course. And and not the, I have nothing against the Clippers. I have, I don't dislike anybody on the team. I was kind of rooting for them, but I had, sh- I, when, they, I, when I you thought, go down like that... I was hoping that the Clippers were going to win only specifically for the fact that like Battle of LA would have been cool. I was going to say the Lakers Clippers match was hyped up all year. On paper, they looked like the two best teams. When the Clippers played well, they looked like the two best teams. And then three one up and Doc's third third series that he's lost being up three one. That is a problem. I thought it was his second. I thought no, he lost well, second with the Clippers, third in his career because he lost uh, T Mac when he was up three one. Okay, the stat I saw only said two, but yeah, they made. He was up three one with T Mac. He was up three one, obviously with the Clippers mm. a while and like six years ago, and then this one. It's his third. This was. <laughs> this is the worst. It might have been all. the same. That might have been the same series. I'd have to look, but. Famously, the Clippers were up. Yeah, I believe it was. They were up 3 1. I think Rockets won mm-hmm. game five, force a game six. They went up like 24. And they went up 24. And James Harden's on the bench, quit. And Mikhail has got scrubs. I think it was Corey Brewer and uh, Josh Smith that led the comeback. Yeah, and they actually came. And they came back without James Harden. And then they obviously lost game seven. And Blake Griffin was playing out of his mind that whole playoffs. Yes. Cause didn't Chris Paul get injured for that playoff? Was that one? That he might have, but. They just choked away. Oh no, they six. choked. They choked it. Uh, that doesn't make a difference I don't think, if Chris Ball's out or not. You he might have been dinged up, but I don't, I don't think he was injured. Um, but he um, might have been. Kawhi Leonard, one of eleven in the second half, zero points in the fourth quarter. Paul George, four sixteen for the game, ten points, three point shot off the deep top corner of the backboard. <laughs> that was one of the worst shots I've ever seen, and an unopened shot. It wasn't like he got contested late and had to fade away. You had time to set, turn, square up. Just... I want to say this, like, <laughs> so oh, Clippers are up at one point nine, I think, in the yeah, maybe even the third quarter. Like Nuggets it... kind of flip the game and they go up one, I think. couple possessions. It's kind of back and forth, and then I think they're going up eight in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, we're really gonna see what this this is the whole Clippers season right here. Like, yeah. we're really gonna see what they're made of, and. Kawhi had been playing bad up to that point. Everyone else kind of been, you know, a lot with the series has been. Like, Kawhi's leading the charge. No and one kinda, played well for the Clippers. And no one played well. So, but everyone's thinking, like, okay, Ka- Kawhi will step it up. Kawhi played bad, which is whatever. Your, bad, your best player is going to play bad sometimes. Kobe famously played bad in the Game 7, in the Celtics series. Uh, Kobe had that one series where he didn't shoot in a Game 7. Yeah. Um, But still, you can't... No, for sure. But, like, that's his one bad game. Bad games happen. Paul George and the rest of them, if your star's having a bad game, that's what you have a Gasol, a Scottie Pippen, a Kobe, when it's Shaq. Well, that's what you have him for. And Paul George, pandemic P, George Paul, Paul did. I, 
as no. you said, hit the side of the backboard. No, he, you're right. Pan, post-traumatic he, P didn't. And everyone else. P couldn't do anything. That's That fourth quarter was insane. I've never seen anything like that. They just like melted down in front of the TV. And Kawhi looked like helpless. He looked like, who the fuck are these guys? Kawhi looked helpless himself. I he played. He looked helpless, but like he played bad. Playing bad's one thing. Like they, they, everyone else looks scared, which is crazy. Yeah. Kawhi, he needs to play better. He, I, I get it. I, obviously, bad games do happen, but he needs to play better. Obviously, if he's sure, built, it's I not like he has a record of it. Paul George looked like no, exactly what we see from James Harden. I'm just in every these big games. It's just. Obviously, if a superstar does that, all they always get killed for it. Then games. If, oh, for sure. If I was gonna say, I don't, and I'm not gonna. But not that's make, that's part of the problem, though. It's like that's kind of overreactionary because bad games do happen, and he's one that's his legacy is kind of solidified. Paul George, the rest of them, they don't get no passes. Like they gotta. How would they not get a pass and Kawhi does? Paul George, no, Paul George aside, how does everyone else not get a pass but Kawhi does? Kawhi would because of his of his history. He he had a great series. He's the one averaging 33, 34 a game with rebounds, playing elite defense. He's he going to carry you there. okay. Defense like five, six, and seven. He wasn't playing great. For sure. Like, yeah, they him as the leader of the team, he deserves blame for sure for the collapse. But between him, Doc, you know, my blame falls more with Doc and the rest of the squad rather than Kawhi. Kawhi is the reason why they're even in that place in the first place. Ka- Paul like, George looked like I agree, but I'm just thinking Paul George was wishy washy all year, and then was trash in these playoffs. Like no, no, Paul, jo- Paul George, and also I mean I don't even want to so talk if, about it. He's terrible. So if Kawhi has a bad game, one game all these playoffs pretty much in a game seven, and your second guy can't even he got ten points. He couldn't even get to fifteen. I mean Kawhi got to like eleven. Like I mean for it, sure, but compare that to the rest of his games. Paul George had these. All season and the playoffs, like he's he's got to get the lion's share for me. For me, along Kawhi, with Doc, for if in Game Seven alone, Kawhi gets the most. First, I cannot put that on Kawhi. I I do you're because you're supporting. I mean, when I you got a, it, like I put when you it got a supporting on, cast in a squad, you can't just put it all on the best player. Well, I'm not putting it all, but the lion's share of the blame goes to him and Doc. The same way the lion's share of the blame went to Steph and Steve Kerr for Game Seven. Even. I was gonna say the same I way. I can't even put the same way that you put the lion's share of the blame on Kobe. The same way you put the lion's share of the blame on. If you're that guy, you need. I'm not. I'm not just making it because. But you need to. He didn't look like he could have done more. He didn't get to the free throw line at all, which tells me that he wasn't trying to be that aggressive. But he's probably he was tired set, from the whole playoffs, though. He was. Everyone's tired. They, the sure. Nuggets just for got sure. in a seven-game series. Team, that's and Jam- where your team elevates you, though. Like Jamal every- Murray has never played great in a game seven. He goes out and drops 40 and 20 in the second quarter, even though he's tired. They're tired, too. Played really well in the other game seven. I'm Jamal saying, Murray yeah, played in the, I'm in saying the first game seven. I'm saying their guys are elevating them, though. Like Even then, like they're still hustling. Like These guys didn't give any effort. And Kawhi, like, you know what I mean? Kawhi's been setting the tone. You're, no, you're right. But, I mean, also... Because I don't feel... Because I also, like... Going back to your Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, I don't feel, I feel like there were segments, like this, this is my thing with the media right here, like I feel like there was, people were in agreement afterwards, like holy shit, that was LeBron and Kyrie, you know what I mean? Because they had to play otherworldly, you can't. Of course, I mean LeBron went for 41 back-to-back games and then 29, 11, and 10 in game 7, of and course. Like, and especially like game Kyrie 7, went, they went, that came, comes down to the last possession like that. 
basically. And, you know, you're going back and forth. Curry didn't play well, but they don't get to that point without a Steph Curry. Well, of course. For I mean, sure. You're but not going to get to end, but I mean, it's still. But that's one where you go, where you look at Harrison Barnes and you go. Well, okay. I mean, Harrison Barnes had zero points in game five. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree that Harrison Barnes deserves blame too, but I'm where you still. Can't... Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I agree that they all deserve blame. I'm not trying to make it mm-hmm. seem like Lou Williams doesn't deserve blame for lemon pepper. Lou doesn't deserve blame because he right. does for sure. I just think if you're going to be in that situation, you need to rise to that occasion, regardless if your shot's not falling, you, there are other ways that you can go and affect a game. And Kawhi just didn't affect the game in other ways. That's like, it wasn't but he was given his effort though. That's the thing. I don't think, cause saying that means he went out and just didn't do shit, which he isn't didn't, the case. He, he was, didn't do that much. I didn't, he wasn't in game seven alone. I'm not talking sure. about the rest of the series or anything else. Cause Kawhi for sure. But I Mavericks think, carried him. And then this series was definitely, he played great, but I just think it's too black and white to say, okay, like you didn't play well. It's your fault when it's, you know, it's a team sport. No, it is a team sport, but your leader, but it starts with your leader. Because, you know, you look at that Warriors game. Let's say LeBron doesn't get that block. And let's say the Warriors go on to win with mm-hmm. Steph playing mediocre that game seven. Mm-hmm. People are going to look at that and say, wow, damn, Draymond stepped up with that. What do you have? 39 and 32, 15 and nine. 30, yeah. Crazy game. No, he played great. Yeah, like no, that's we- that's the narrative after him being like, oh, Clay hit some big threes down the street. You know what I mean? No, I, I get it because winning covers up everything. Winning will cover up anything, but again, for sure, I just, I just think he needed a, a just specifically game seven. I'm not talking about anything else. I just thought that he didn't play. He deserves blame for game seven. I don't think he fully deserves blame for being in that situation, just for that game. I remember a play vividly, just to allude to it, where Paul George was in the corner, right corner. Kawhi's at the left elbow, and whoever, probably Lou Williams, has the ball at the top. And Paul George is like pointing for the ball to go the other way when like Lou Will's looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that oh, kind of thing, I can't put on Kawhi at all. You know what I mean? When your no. team's like legitimately scared, Kawhi was out there competing. Like I'm not saying he was on some superhero shit. He's, he definitely wasn't the Kawhi we're normally used to seeing. But when Paul George is playoff, no, sorry, pandemic. No, he's post-traumatic. Whatever P, P you want to put in. Paul, no, Paul George, I'm just definitely, I'm not trying to give Paul George a pass at all. Terrible. Absolutely terrible, 100%. I just also think, I just can't say Kawhi doesn't deserve blame. That's that's all. I just don't think oh, yeah. he gets no, a, he definitely he gets just blame. doesn't get a pass for this. And nah. I, if you put more on Paul George than I'm poor on Paul George and Kawhi for game seven, and I have different, fine. But I like, just, that, that's agree to disagree, that's fine, but. I just hope. I just hope I don't really I just hope like like ESPN and all that like I hope that it's not like pushed and I think it's not it's probably being pushed more as a Clippers collapse but I hope they're not pushing it as a oh Kawhi's the reason they choke because that would not be the case you know what I mean no I get you completely and people are gonna do that because people do in the media do val over almost overvalue stars and everything falls on that person but at well, the it's just same, for ratings really and also and also at the same time they also give too much praise to stars at times. Yeah. So, but I mean, not yeah, all, nah, that's I mean, it's all for happen. ratings. I know that, and it's going to happen to media. I'm just saying, I personally, watching that game, just felt Kawhi could have done more 
he just could have done more to me. Not that he, I mean, he, you can play bad and not be able to do more. I just felt he could have done more and played bad. That's all. But it, either way, complete choke on the whole Clippers. Yeah, it was a meltdown. Like, just, it was terrible. I was like, I'd have been happy had they made it to the conference finals, but tw- that was an all time great Twitter night as we do have them, mm-hmm. reminiscent of many playoff collapses yep. and uh, big mo- like probably the most hype, not counting like an off season move since game seven of the 2016 finals. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was cool. But, um, uh, you come up with a bet yet, by the way? No, I, I've been you, thinking and you I, called out a bet and you can't. So what about if the Celtics win, you go on a blind date? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Me. That was easy. That sounds fine to me. What about and if the heat, <laughs> and if the heat when you go on a blind date? Nah, I don't do blind dates. Then I, I don't know. I don't, I guess I'll think, can't, but can't I steal just, my shit. Well, I mean, it's the same, but I find I'll, I'll think of something, but then it's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, quick, quickly. Uh huh. Lakers, Nuggets. I have Lakers and six. I don't know what I you would have. I would have the same. Lakers and six. I think. I was talking today. Actually, hold on. Let's let's give some praise to the Nuggets first because oh. we we made it this far and haven't even praised them for coming down three one again. Nikola Jokic played phenomenal. Jamal Murray played phenomenal. The they, Nuggets together. They had no answer for Jokic and had no clue what to do with them. The resilience of the Nuggets to come back 3-1 back-to-back series shows the togetherness of that team shows how good of a coach Mike Malone really is. Jokic ain't even shape yet. He don't even give a fuck about his body yet and he's tearing y'all up. He's Jokic can do whatever he wants to on a floor. He... <laughs> Jokic is just amazing. Jokic is amazing. And if Jamal Murray is going to rise to the occasion even like more so like he has been in this playoffs, and if the Michael Porter Jr. emerges, they're looking at a championship within the next four years, all depending on what goes on. Let me give you three contenders easy for the next half decade to decade, depending on what goes on. Let me give you three true facts about Nikola Jokic. One, he was woken up out of his sleep by his brother to let him know he got drafted by the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Jokic hung up the phone and was like, cool, because he thought it was a dream and he went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's one fact. Second fact, he used to drink three liters of Coke a day. Coca-Cola. Oh, I thought it was Mountain Dew. That was Coke? Sweet. Coca-Cola. Sweet. And he said he had his last glass on his trip to Denver and hasn't had a glass since. And he made it sound like when alcoholics don't, drink forever and they you know they're like oh i had my last glass that's what he made his well i mean he needed to coca-cola so good, good for him. sound like and then third fact he he was introduced to basketball at the age of 10 mm-hmm. wanted to quit at the age of 13 to pursue another sport Do you know what that sport was probably team handball horse racing i'm sure he could be a jockey and then <laughs> came, apparently came back to the game at 15 and liked it because he got turned on to Magic Johnson highlights and Akeem highlights. And then that's, and now that's how you he, get Jokic. And now he has Hakeem footwork, Hakeem like footwork in the post and Magic Johnson esque passing at times. Can Team USA trade for Jokic? Can we make that happen somehow? Or if he just gets his dual citizenship, can we get Jokic? <laughs> That'd be cute. That would be cute. My goodness. But yeah, no, Nuggets get all the praise in the world. They definitely they deserve it a hundred percent. But yeah. To get back to, I think 
I was talking earlier, and I feel the Lakers. I feel like it's going to come down kind of to Anthony Davis and Jokic, and I think that Anthony Davis could out, will probably outplay Jokic by just a hair, and I think he'll be in six. And then obviously late down the stretch, I'm trusting LeBron over anybody. Yeah, I don't know if Anthony Davis will out. I think it'll be a watch the Jokic Anthony Davis matchup. I think they'll both play great. I just think the Lakers' athleticism will take over, which really the Nuggets do have a lot of athleticism on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it really comes down to the guard matchups with Jamal Murray. If he's tearing it up and they're making threes, they're going to be in any game. Oh, yeah. As long as they play serviceable defense on the Lakers, nobody's stopping LeBron on that team. Uh, Jeremy Grant, actually, that's a good matchup for Anthony Davis. Gives gives him time to bang. And if, you know, if they're going, if Anthony Davis doesn't want to play the five, that means more JaVale McGee and more Dwight Howard, which is good for Jokic. So, Depending on how it goes, could be an interesting game. Vogel's been fun to watch on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some of the stuff he does, because he does a lot of different stuff with the Lakers compared to other teams. I don't know. Rondo, I mean, as much as I dislike the Lakers, love watching Rondo. Uh, and again, he looks like he's 20 pounds heavier. Again, yeah. like, I can't believe how much that dude juiced up. Um, if it, the series went seven, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Nuggets did win, I would be surprised. But it wouldn't be like... Well, you got game one tomorrow. Game one tomorrow. I'm assuming it's tomorrow. Yes, I think so. I got game one, I have LA. Game one, I have LA. I'm going to have the Nuggets riding the wave. That's what I was thinking, but I think LA... I got LA game one. I'm going to go with the Nuggets for tomorrow. I got the Lakers in the series. I'm going to go with the Nuggets tomorrow. And I got my Celtics, obviously, tying it back up. Maybe get Gordon Hayward back for game three. Saturday. Um, Saturday game three. Damn. All I right. think the Celtics are going to win game two because I think the series is going seven. If the series, if the Heat win game two, the series is over in six. <laughs> if we're down 2-0, I'm still not worried. But... What could happen if they get a three point barrage tomorrow? That's tough to keep up with anybody. So we'll see. But I expect, I expect him to play better, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, you're gonna get what you got. This, by the way, Brad Wanamaker had. Did you see his stat line? Yeah, he had like five or six steals. Eleven, six, five, and four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. five steals and four rebounds. Yeah, he was. He was. He played it well. Up. He played very well. We were like, yeah, we were in control of that last game. So if, even if we played bad without Kemba, and we still give that level of defense. We should be okay. But, yeah, Kemba's got to play better. It's been – he plays with effort everywhere else, like you were saying. Like, if you're not playing well on offense, mm-hmm. you get affect games in other ways. He's – which he's not even doing that, really. No. Like, his his playmaking – I don't know. Playmaking, he doesn't seem hurt. See, but it's – he just – I don't know. It seems like he just hasn't been able to catch a rhythm. Yeah. And it could be because of – because then he come – he was hurt. Coming mm-hmm. in, and then I think maybe Toronto didn't allow him to get a rhythm, so it's hard for him to get because Toronto did focus. I think they in. just they yeah they did not allow him to get a rhythm. They yeah. did a great job locking him up because yes. it's he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like he's just got to get looked, going. I was gonna say on his step back moves and when he's dribbling, it doesn't look like he's wincing. It doesn't look like he's not healthy. I think it's just he's not in a, he's not in rhythm because he was injured, and then Toronto I don't think allowed him to get any rhythm, so he's still not in his Kemba rhythm. And that will be kind of 
I mean, obviously Gordon Hayward coming back will be big, but that will kind of be where the series can lie. If Kemba's not there, then the Heat obviously have a better chance. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Cardi Kemba, you got it. He'll come out. He'll come out more aggressive, making the right plays. We'll be okay. I'm excited. Tomorrow's going to be a good game. Regardless. Oh, it will be. It'll be a very good game. Great series. It's sad because I like a lot of the Celtics, but I've liked them since college. Yeah. And Gordon sure. Hayward, I watched. I love Jason Tatum in college. I still love him now. Uh, Kemba Walker, I've loved kept watching him in college. No, for sure. As I've said multiple times in this podcast, the Heat this year are like my favorite. Mm-hmm. They've been one of my top five favorite teams the last few years to watch. Yeah. This year, they're officially like number two. On the Celtics, because one year was the Jazz. It kind of oscillates every year, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, the obviously. fuck that to say oscillates for. You, <laughs> yeah, but no, you see different teams and like their style and everything. And obviously, since obviously you're a Celtics fan, you're not going to fully support them. But whatever teams roll in that year, and f- you just find teams that kind of have the same niche as the Celtics, mm-hmm. go and like them. And the Jazz had that for a while. The ball movement, the tenacity they played with as well, still do. But and they got Joe Ingles who keeps that thing on his hip you know what i mean like he's he's ready to shoot at all times and to talk jay crowder shit. also keeps the thing Love on his jay hip Roy, too literally well but. i mean the gun <laughs> I, don't, I don't i mean the gun on his i meant the actual gun on his hip that he has mid-game i guarantee if anyone bringing a gun to the arena it is him and second it's marcus smart so there may be a gunfight in this series <laughs> smart uh but yeah can't wait to watch what are you about to do uh danny's coming over <laughs> I'll save my questions for that another time. Uh, I'm gonna go eat some ice cream. Have you fun. pointed out one time that I lie a lot sometimes. Where I'll be saying like, "Oh, I'm going this place." No, I'm really going to eat ice cream. Yeah, a lot. Like, you I'm said you're gonna shit. go eat a turkey sandwich. There was no turkey sandwich involved. There was there was nothing. I have to find what episode that was. I have to find it too. But there was no, no turkey I'm about sandwich to go involved. Eat ben and Jerry's the tonight though for all y'all who are out there apparently wondering. Yeah, well, no, right. I'm lying. <laughs> Well, go enjoy your ice cream. <laughs> I said that like a dad. <laughs> Thanks, Keenan.